Damage Damage Control Inc. What exactly is Damage Control Inc.? Oh, we do basement waterproofing. So, like, if you get a wet basement, your walls leak or whatever, we seal that shit right up. Nice. That's awesome. How long have you been doing that, dude? My whole life. Yeah, I, like, did it for my dad and my grandpa growing up. And then I, I, I moved to Erie because I'm from Pittsburgh and then mm -hmm. started my own business, named it after my sons, and just killing it, man. That's sick, dude. Son, so how many kids do you have? So um, I have four sons. Uh, one's passed away. I have uh, Aiden, Abel, and Arthur are here. And then Alvin was born last September. And that's when I was actually supposed to fight Danny Maldonado for you guys before. And the fight fell through because of that. Um, and, uh, but now it's back on. So. Nice. Well, super sorry to hear that, man. I can't even imagine the uh, yeah, emotions that go into that. And I'm sure that are going into this fight as well coming up now because of that. Um, it's, that's crazy, man. But how do you feel like that's helped shape you, kind of focus you? I'm sure there are some things about it that are going to help you grow as a person and, and yeah. as a fighter. Yeah, so like so some of the best things it's done for me just in general in life, and then I'll get into what it's done for me in fighting, is um, it's easy to worry about the small things, like somebody's talking crap on you, uh, little things, you know, and they just seem so big. And when I went through this with my wife and, um, you know, not to be too detailed, but I, I got to tell you, like my son passed in my arms. I sang him and uh, in, into the afterlife. And uh, it was as, as intense as something could be. It made everything else seem so small and so minuscule, you know, it just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And then um, and it and you got to look for the good in things because we needed that to pull us out of where we were at mentally. And then as far as the fight thing, uh, nerves used to be a really big issue for me. I used to look at my opponent's Facebook. I used to like worry about, hey, are they saying something bad about me? Or, you know, what are people visualizing this fight to be? Or how do they see me? And like, I don't care about that. You know, I just like, I want to fight because I really enjoy the fight. And, um, you know, it's really helped me get past a lot of that. Uh, I'm just in it for the fun, man. And, and, and for the good things in life. I mean, that's ultimately going to be beneficial to you, I would imagine, in, in both your life and your fighting career, just having that kind of centering. When you go through something like that, it's something that people can't understand. I'm sure I can't understand it without having experienced it. You know, it's it's terrible and it's a tragedy that you would never wish on anybody. Right. On the flip side, like you said, there are some lessons to be learned from that that are just going to put you at a different level than a lot of people out there. So. Yeah, I felt like if I if I couldn't take something from that situation positive, which is maybe sounds crazy to say, then mm -hmm. I'd be doing my son Alvin um, a uh, you know I, w I wouldn't be doing him right, you know. Right. Because, uh, what would he want for his dad? What would he want for his family? You know. And I'm lucky to have my other boys, Aiden, mm -hmm. Abel, and Arthur, to kind of pull me through that. And you got to be there for them. And then like um, you know, being in like in the mix here, like the guys in the gym, they're a family, man. So, you know, mm -hmm. everybody was there at the funeral. Everybody's there. I took some time off and everyone reached out and they're like, when you're ready, come back. And then I did. And now I'm back. That's at 30 years old, man. That's a big family that you have there. What, uh, were you always looking to start a big family? Did it just kind of happen? So I am one of 10 siblings. If you count my three step siblings and I love that. My brother, David, uh, trained at Stouts. Now he trains at Indigo uh, with like 
um, Danilo and those guys. He's a beast. And uh, the interactions with my brothers growing up are like my best memories, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I didn't plan on having a big family, but I met my wife, Avery, and we, we didn't plan any of our kids. But the, after the first one, I was like, bro, you need a brother. And, you know, so like, <laughs> we weren't stopping it. We know what happens, you know, it's not in the water. So, uh, yeah. you know, so um, I'd have a hundred kids if she'd let me. Um, but, you know, we're done now. After this last, every pregnancy has been harder. And then after this last, we don't want to put ourselves through that or, you know, our kids through that. So um, sure, I love having a big family, man. It's the most important thing to me. Oh, that's great, man. And it's super reasonable. I mean, that's like you said, you got a great big family right now. It sounds like you're really centered. I mean, you kind of mentioned it, kind of refer to that Danny Maldonado fight, but it hasn't been hasn't really been said that yet. So let's make the big announcement, man. What what uh what fight you got coming up? I'll let you do the honors. Hey man, so I'm fighting uh July 9th for two four seven. I'm fighting Danny Maldonado, Danny the Flash Maldonado. Uh it's a tough kid and uh uh, we've tried to get it on before for some reason he's wanted to fight me for a long time and uh, we tried to make it happen once before and because of what happened with my family it didn't it didn't come to fruition and now we're about to get it on brother so uh, I'm really excited to fight for 247 being from Pittsburgh originally I grew up in Dormont I mean it's huge the last time I fought in Pittsburgh I won the pinnacle flyweight belt um, just whooped this dude Luke Chokin and I'm just feeding off the energy uh, I walk out with my terrible towel and I just go off and people go off and I just feel that. And I'm just like, bro, let's get it on. You know, it's awesome. So dude, you're getting me pumped up just talking about it. I'm so excited. That show. I mean, we're, we're super stoked about this show. You know, anybody who listens to the podcast knows that we've been high on this July 9th show for a long time for good reason, man. It's our first show at the Hollywood casino at the Meadows. So we're super excited to be working with them and getting some shows in there. We have a lot of new sponsors on board. We got the United States Marines, the Allegheny Marines are on board. RAS agencies are on board. Ink toxicating tattoos are on board. So we've been looking for a new, tattoo sponsorship for a while because we know tattoos and mma go hand in hand man like that yeah exactly and me too i'm all covered up but me too dude it's, it's ridiculous like we, we've been wanting that for a while so thank you to intoxicating tattoos let me see if i can pull up their instagram there you go one of our new sponsors so maybe you go you get a win july 9th nolan and then you go get a new tattoo afterwards yeah, too. Yeah, man, i'm always looking for a new spot dude I, I love uh we got some really cool tattoo artists in our gym shout out to wayward tattoos in erie my boy johnny matters who trains with us he's a beast he's not all over pennsylvania like you want to get a you want to get in with him it takes a while but i love how different each artist is each shop is and i'd love to check them out i know if they're affiliated with 247 they got to be fire nice i appreciate that dude Here, here's their instagram actually for people oh, out man. there sick dude i could look at tattoos just all day oh, go, back I, up. go back up dude i love that one on the uh top that top left oh this guy oh, yeah that's sick man that is crazy the that amount of color art man the color packed in there and like anybody who has tattoos knows that like to get real vibrant colors is super tough like you'll see yeah. ones like this on instagram and you'll think oh that must just be a thing they can do but that this takes like several passes going oh, over yeah. it and over it and over it and you're like yeah. dude you have to go over that spot again like it's, we're so, like, it's so sore i know <laughs> yeah. like it's it's all sore and then they just keep hammering it and hammering it and hammering yeah. it but 
that's how you get those really vibrant colors, man. There, it looks yeah, like they oh, do. Oh, that one's sick. Yeah, yeah. look at that. Man. It just pops. Some of them, that I mean, they're sick. all great, but those I love color tattoos. Yeah, so do I. Especially, you know, I'm super pasty ginger, so the colors pop yeah. on my skin yeah, really I mean, nicely. So I'm all awesome. about that. Yeah. Uh, I'd well, say let's... so far the most meaningful tattoo I have is, as I told you, we've had problems with the uh, pregnancies ongoing in life here. And um, my son, Arthur, my my youngest son, uh, he's three now. He, We almost lost him in the same way that we did lose Alvin. And so I got this for King Arthur. Uh, and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. And it was like real emotional. And I'm going to get one for Alvin. Uh, I'm going to get something back here, probably Roman numerals of his birth and death date. Um, and it's crazy how, how tattoos can be to somebody else, just like such like an ugly thing. And to you, it can be so important and such mm -hmm. a special, sweet thing. So it's awesome. There's obviously a ton of tattoos in fighting. And I always like hearing fighter stories behind their tattoos, because especially in fighting, I think you obviously understand this, but just for people listening, like a lot of people think that fighters are just these barbarians that get in a cage and fight. But man, you guys are so deep and so layered. And sometimes you're like, Tattoos are a great, great way for you to express your individual it's personalities. It's funny when people think that because like, uh, bro, I'm a T-ball coach. You know, <laughs> I, I have three little kids. I watch Paw Patrol with my kids. Like, I don't, I don't go out and drink. I don't do anything. I'm like working out like hard all the time. Um, I, I, I try to employ people and, and be fair to people in the workspace. And then it's like, uh, you know, that song Godzilla by Eminem. And they say like, mm -hmm at night i turn into a monster and that's how i feel dude like i kiss my kids good night i go to the gym and it's wartime and it's time mm -hmm. no it's me and the guys and and we're there and it's blood sweat and tears bro and i'm not thinking about anything but violence and that's it and, and i want to hurt people and uh you know um and then when i get into a fight camp you know it gets much more intense and then the night of the fight i almost don't even know who i am anymore you know i want to kill someone so, and I think you have to be able to turn that switch on and turn it back mm -hmm. on. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if I am every day who I am, um, when I'm fighting, I wouldn't be able to function in society, dude. You know? But, <laughs> yeah. So like we're, we're modern day gladiators, you know? It's so true, man. And like, how does that work? Cause I've talked to fighters about that exact thing before, kind of that idea of flipping the switch. For a guy like you, who's obviously, you know, super kind, super funny out of camp and just chilling right now talking, how do you turn into that mod? Like, what's that process look like for you? Well, for, for me, um, when you put in the work, the confidence comes along with that. And if I put in enough work, my confidence gets so high, I got to keep checking myself, you know, and, uh, and once fight night comes around, like, I've missed so much time with my kids. They cry when I go to practice. They mm. don't want me to, um, they don't want me to go. They tell me, I don't want you to go. And I always think to myself, like somebody's going to pay for this shit. And it's going to be the guy that I'm walking into that cage with. And so for me, that's where I draw a lot of my powers from is my family. And uh, I think everybody's probably different. I have zero hate for the guy I'm fighting. I just think, Hey, you took me away from my family and um, you're going to pay for it. And, and nothing's more violent inducing than that for me. Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate motivation for so many guys. A lot of people, 
that, of course, they want the belt. They want to go on and achieve great things in fighting. But when you're fighting for something like family and it's that personal to you, man, you, you're right. That kind of energy is definitely different for guys. We've seen it time and again in MMA. And then especially a situation like you where you're clearly a hardcore family guy and everything. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's awesome. And uh, I cannot wait for this fight. I, 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 You know, I've had a long layoff. I'm coming off two losses. Um. I, I won seven in a row before that. And the only thing I can think about is the two losses and it sits sour in my stomach, man. I'm not a good loser. My mm -hmm. dad always told me, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Yeah. So, right. You know, we're coming out to avenge those losses. And honestly, I'm just going to, I hate to like, you know, be, be disrespectful, but I'm going to have my way with this dude, you know, and leave no doubt, leave no doubt. Get back to that steamrolling train where i was just killing everyone and i'm um, stuck with danny maldonado well like we said we're crazy excited for this matchup specifically and for the event man being at the hollywood casino i think is going to be huge for us we're crazy excited to work with them and for you too like you said growing up in dormont now up in erie i mean obviously you still have a lot of fans back home that i'm sure have been wanting to see you fight here locally back at back at home so washington pretty close you know close yeah. enough to, to bring them out, pack up that casino, man. How, what's it feel like for you making a, a homecoming of sorts with this fight? So there's two, it's a double-edged sword. Like um, one side, I'm just so thankful to be there. I just feel the love, you know, every time, like I just went to the Pirates game and it's like, man, I feel home when I pull When I pull around that turn from 79, I see the city. I'm like, we're home, mm -hmm. baby, you know, and mm -hmm. I go to Fury's and get some pizza and, you know, hang out with the fam and see my brothers. And, uh, but when I won that amateur title in, uh, for Pinnacle, um, as I was walking out of the cage, I don't want to bring up any names, but a pretty well-known guy said, that belt belongs in Pittsburgh. And he said that to me like he don't know I'm from Pittsburgh as much as any of these dudes. And so that really pissed me off. So for the lovers, I want to like bring them that love. And for the haters, I want to shove it right back in their face, man. So I, I can't wait to fight in Pittsburgh. That's where I was born and raised, you know. Uh, I can't wait to come home. Man, you say coming off 79 and seeing the city, there's no, you know, I've traveled a good bit around the United States. There's no city that has an entrance like Pittsburgh like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. So, it's so beautiful. San Francisco's come the closest, I think, when I was there. Yeah. It def definitely gave me a little tingles, but I think Pitt Pittsburgh's entrance is unbelievable. Like, how can you not bust out of the Fort Pitt tunnel and just be feeling like some kind of way. I don't Bro, know, you, like when you come through there, you see like people just holding their phones up and stuff like, you know, and it's like these people didn't just, that's not even their first time. People live there their whole life are mesmerized by it every day when they come through there. It's yeah. a invigorating feeling. It's like, Hey, I feel the whole city. This is where I'm from. 412. You know, I got it tatted all over me, bro. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see this. I got 41. Should I do it this way? I got there you go. 412, the Three Rivers, the Skyline, the Steeler Stars. That is gorgeous. And it's in the Keystone State, and, and that's coming at this New York kid's head. Bang, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Pittsburgh, mother. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how we get down, dude. That Dude, that's amazing. It's, it reminds me of that scene in, uh, was it Meet the Parents when, like, they – they smashed a dude with the volleyball and it like imprinted the, the volleyball on his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Like the name, like that's it. Like you, you can give dudes like an imprint of the skyline with your fist yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, and, that's, uh, man, I just can't wait. I love it, man. We are 
Look, Ryan's being a, a hater already. Gave me a little tingles. Yeah, dude. Like, you ever get like goosebumps from something awesome? Like, apparently, uh, Ryan's never experienced anything awesome, which doesn't surprise <laughs> me with him. But <laughs> I get, um, I, I feel the energy of this fight more than any I've had so far. Um, it's special to me. It's, I know, you know, for me, it's like I flew out and fought in Alabama, I fought in a lot of places. Um, and it's always cool. But it's never more special than this to me, right? It's like mm -hmm. this is where, this is Pittsburgh's the most important place on earth to me. You know, if the world's gonna end, that's where I'm going. You yeah. know, and I'm hang out there and eat pizza. And uh it, it's it's I'm excited, man. Dude, you mentioned pizza a couple times, so I feel like I gotta I gotta ask you to rank like the top three Pittsburgh pizzas. Oh, uh, it's easy for me, man. Uh Campedes on Potomac. Uh, nice, nice. Fiori's and Vito's down on. Uh, nice. You know, yeah. So, and I I've never. I get the extra cheese on top and eat it like. There you <laughs> go, dude. How do you make flyweight like out here? Just extra cheese. Not eating pizza, pizza, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Um, so I walk around at like one forty, low one forties when I'm in shape, and okay. uh, honestly, like the weight cuts never really a factor in my mind. I just think about. I eat healthy. I train hard. Um, I cut out carbs really. And I just eat a lot of meat. And like, I like to make, I like to cook on a cast iron. I make like nice. lamb, stuff like that. I intermittent fast. And by, by the time it's fight time, I'm, I'm like low one thirty something. And it's just a little bit of water weight. It's just like a light workout and I'm on, I'm on weight. It's never That's been a problem. Never missed by an ounce. I've never known, like I know I've done the keto diet in the past and Ryan's done the keto diet in the past and my, my dad's done it. Like anybody who's ever cut out carbs and increased meat and fat, like the way you lose weight is crazy. It's not a secret. Like everybody's yeah. like, how can I lose weight? It's like literally stop eating carbs and process sugar. Like it yeah, works. Sugar, yeah, dude, it's huge, bro. Like um, it's, the sugars is huge and I love pop. I just love it. But I don't mm -hmm. drink it. I drink uh, Zevia. Yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah, that stuff's fire, good. Bro. At first, it was kind of weird, and now it's like I tasted a pop like not too long ago, and it's like Ugh. I was like, it was like syrupy. Like, Syrup. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, speak. You keep talking about Ryan. Obviously, he's the man here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was supposed to fight for them a couple times, and it fell through uh, once for for this, um, and, and then just you know we had talked, and it didn't ever come to fruition, but. The amount of respect I got for that guy, man, and what he's done with uh, 247 is like, man, through the roof, bro. Through the God. roof. You know? Thanks, and the, dude. Way that they, the way that they were willing to work with me again after not being able to fight for them this last, obviously that was an extreme circumstance, but even still, I'm sure it wasn't easy to scramble for them. And uh, every show they put on is fire, dynamite. And I'm excited to be part of one. I've wanted to so badly, you know, I want to be, I want to be thought of um, when the people are talking about their promotion, be like, oh, yeah, you know, like Nolan Stahl fought for them. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's like everyone talks about comma. You know, that's, it's like I want to be in the conversation, bro. That's what we love to do for fighters, too, man. That's something that we definitely hammer home. Like we're trying to grow the combat sports scene in Western PA. You know, we'll share stuff from other promotions. If fighters are fighting for another organization, like we'll be there. We'll be there supporting the scene. It's not doesn't have to be this cutthroat thing that so many people think where it's either I win or nobody wins. Like we think everybody can win and we genuinely believe there's enough in Pittsburgh. The talent level has been here forever. Yeah, for but sure. We, 
we've always just needed that scene to kind of cultivate it. So that's exactly what we're trying to do. So and I started, I started training when I moved up here, uh, I think about seven years ago. And, um, you know, so I'm kind of like known as the eerie guy to a lot of people. Cause they don't, you know, unless they knew me in my personal life. Um, but when I was, when I was like 19, I went down to, it was the, uh, Pittsburgh fight club. I think it was called at the time. It was, mm -hmm. there was, uh, Mark Cherico, Cody Garbrandt, Adam Milstead and all these guys. And, um, I come from a judo background and I was like, Oh dude, I, I'm really good at judo. I'm about to go down there and like show these dudes what's up, bro. I got my ass <laughs> beat for like, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. my ass beat and then I quit, uh, I quit and was just like young and partying kind of, and then I ended up moving up and getting back into it. I wish I would have stuck with it way earlier, but I mean, even back then, think of all those uh, comma, all the guys I said, like every one of those guys has been in the freaking UFC. It's like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. in there. You know, it's ingrained and just a city full of killers, bro. Yeah, dude. Fight club back in the day was a special breed. That's kind of what we always talk about in terms of like what we need to get back to. Like, it's pretty clear that something was there and then it, disappeared and now we're we're bringing it back so that's yeah. that's the level that we want to get to and then eventually you know surpass so the talent like i said the talent's been here man some of the amateurs coming up nowadays it's it's absolutely ridiculous the talent level of these guys like yeah. you see them get in there and they literally look like pros like no look, yeah. from from 2012 13 like pros from that era like some of these amateurs would whoop them dude <laughs> yeah dude mma is crazy how it evolves right like i'll watch like a like a super old ufc and i'm like these guys kind of suck mm -hmm. like not all like the legends don't but a lot of them like they don't even have jits they don't like yep. they're just like one dimensional it's like a bar fight kind of and now it's like the worst guy on the ufc roster is a murderer you know and, and a well oh. fighter and you can't be anything but that if you want to fight in today's day and age you just can't you know? That's exactly I was just telling one of my friends he was asking me he's he's kind of like followed the UFC back in the day like around the UFC 100 200 days when it was just at its absolute peak but hasn't really watched since then and he was asking me like what what do you think about the fighters nowadays is there anybody coming up and I was like dude the talent level now like the number 15 ranked guy in any given division would have been the champ in 2009 like yeah, they're, yeah. they're all better now everybody so is hard. just better people be like who's your favorite fighter I'm like Sorry, that's the office phone. My secretary will get it. He's like, uh, they'll be like, who's your favorite fighter? I'm like, I can't even answer that, dude. It's like, uh, you know, who's my favorite striker or maybe who's my favorite ground guy. But it's like, these guys are all so good. They're to the point where it's like, they can beat each other. It just depends on who's, you know, that night, who's the better guy. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's amazing. And, um, and, and I'm really excited. I want to speak a little bit uh, about my gym too. Uh, three elements, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, man and MMA. And, uh, these guys are my family, you know, um, my coach, Tom, um, passed away. He, he was my ride or die. Him and his brother, Brad owned the gym. And, um, Tom was the wrestling and striking coach and he passed away of a brain aneurysm. Um, and before, before that he was there for me with my son, Arthur, um, when I almost lost him. And they, they kind of just really rallied around me and I always knew we were close, but it's like the, the, it's so much more than a gym to me. They're my family, you know, like just the same as my dad's my family and my kids are my family. They're my family. And Brad is our black belt. He's a monster. And, um, 
you know, it's such a great group of guys in there who are just there to better each other. There's no egos. That's Tom and Brad right there. So Tom's on the right, Brad's on the left. And uh, rest in peace, Tom, man. Tom Gardner, just one of the coolest, funniest dudes you could ever meet, dude. He uh, he, he liked to call me Brogina. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Brogina? And That's uh, dude, awesome, man. And I, I'm sure everyone feels like that about their gym, but I can't say it enough that I just feel so strongly about these guys, you know? Um, yeah. We have there is Brad. Uh, he's, he's currently our black belt. Tom passed away. Jeremy. Uh, he, he hasn't turned pro yet. He's a little older, but I mean, as good as uh, a lot of the pros out there, just a tough guy, a great coach. And Josh Cummings, he just got his brown belt and he should be a freaking black belt. That kid is, is like, you talk about determination and that's mm -hmm. it. And these guys there, they're wearing my shirts at one of my fights. That's my pro debut. They're wearing nice. a scooter shirt. Like people call me scooter. And, uh, that was my pro debut where I whooped the dude, Josh Oxendine. Um, dude, uh, yeah. Pressed his leg because dude, I took Josh, it away. <laughs> Josh is really good too, man. That's something I wanted to bring up is that he's had an extremely successful pro career since that time. That that win has aged very well for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he missed weight, similar to everyone who fights me. And uh and I just took it to him. You know, I, that's one of those ones where I just like, you're not coming in here and beat me, bro. Mm -hmm. And uh and I think he won the first round, and then I dominated the rest of the fight. Nice. Yeah, that, that was a huge way to kick off your pro career, man. Like you said, lost two in a row since then. But anybody who knows knows. Like like you said, sometimes it comes down to just whose night it is. And your body of work, your amateur career was phenomenal. You look at that. Like I don't think anybody who's paying attention puts too much stock in those two straight losses. But it does add an element of – maybe pressure for you, maybe extra motivation. Like how's it feeling for you knowing that, you know, losing three straight is definitely not the way you want to go. Yeah. So just like what you said, losing three straight is not the way you want to go. In my amateur career, I got off to a rough start. Um, and people, a lot of people just see what I did positively. But at the beginning, uh, this kid, Skylar Monchek, he hasn't fought since then. He trains up in Uniontown with uh, Ethan Hayes and them guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just wrestle effed me <laughs> the whole time man and uh that was humiliating and then um i knocked out the second kid i fought and the third fight i uh got rear naked choked and so mm. here i am with a backwards record thinking this sucks and then i just went on a tear man and uh and i just wasn't willing to give up and that's kind of how i feel now you know i won one i lost two i've been there before no stranger to it familiar territory I've always been the underdog in my life. I'm a short Jewish kid. You know, it's like <laughs> I wasn't given many great attributes except uh, the gift of gab and, and the heart of a lion. And uh, I, I think that I'm just sizzling, ready to pop. And people are, you know, I'm 30. I don't have a ton of time. You know, I'm not old, but I don't have a ton of time. And I'm looking for finishes. I'm not looking for boring fights. I'm either going to go out on my shield or I'm going to kill him, you know, and, and I don't plan on going out on my shield. Yeah. I'm just saying, dude, Scooter is a great nickname, but if you ever want to switch, short Jewish kid is is a good <laughs> second. <laughs> I thought about the Hebrew hammer from the movie, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to get you for using there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's great. Funny how I got the name Scooter. Yeah, lay it people on. People probably me. think like so people probably meaning behind it. And it's the opposite. 
when I started, I was just a judo guy. And so like, I wanted to clench and throw you. And if you were a long striker, uh, I was getting out of there. <laughs> so I was just like staying on the outside, waiting to try to come in and clinch with you. And some of these longer guys who were good, they'd be like, get over here, Scooter, like trying to track me down and knock me out, dude. And That's so it great. just stuck. And uh, now I'm a bad mother, you know, and, and I'll strike with anyone. I love it. But it's funny to me that it came from such a funny place. You know, the real nicknames are given to you. You know, you yes. don't, people call them so like, you know, Billy the Savage, whatever. It's like, dude, shut up. Right. You know what like, I mean? Yeah. Nobody ever called you a savage, dude. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, dude, like that's like your mom told you that was a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dude, that, <laughs> that's a really funny. Yeah. I love that story. And now, of course, with like butt scooting being so popular in jujitsu, like maybe yeah. people will think that's what it's going to mean. I love jits, man. I love jits. Uh, our, our gym is so high level. Like we have a, so many guys who compete in purple and brown and black belts. And it's like, uh, these guys are so high level. I mean, I try to explain to people who don't know a lot about fighting, like, okay, if you go up against a really good striker, if you're in shape and you're tough, you got a chance. Bang, you can hit them. If you hit them, they go out. If you go against a high level grappler on the ground, you're dead in the water. Mm -hmm. No just, chance. You're not, not going to luckily choke them. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're going to die unless they accept your surrender. But if they don't, you're dead. You know, that's, that's all a tap is, is a surrender. You that's know? the perfect. Yeah. I love that. I always tell people like in a street fight, you could wing a punch. Like everybody can ball up their fist and wing a punch and like maybe catch a chin and knock a dude out. Like everybody can be any adult male has yeah. the power to do that. But I've seen chicks knock dudes out. Like it's just, yeah. you get oh, clipped, exactly. You get like, you know, exactly. Like yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, you're never going to luck into a Kimura on the streets. <laughs> like Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, the other thing is like, when you go with these high level guys, you think you have them in something and they just like calm their breathing down. They slow mm -hmm. down. And before you know it, you're getting freaking choked, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I I'm past that point now. You know, I, I consider myself one of the high level guys, but um, it's a brutal thing to get through, uh, you know, the, the crucible of judo of uh, jujitsu. Absolutely. And, and uh, I, I love every aspect of it. I love every aspect of fighting. Well, we're about to see it, dude, July 9th at the casino, Hollywood Casino. And I'm sure a lot of people are very excited to get tickets for this. Obviously, they're not on sale yet, but we will give you guys some ticket information now. So tickets are officially going to go on sale June 7th on our website, 247fighting.com. But there will be a pre-sale available. I'm going to put the details up on the screen. If you text 247FC to that number, 833 seven four seven zero seven seven zero you'll get added to our sms text list so we'll be able to send you text messages about any offers promotions pre-sale things like that and we're going to do a pre-sale that starts june 2nd so you'll get a five-day head start on everybody else if you join our text list and if you've come to our events in the past you may have already opted into the text list and things like that but doesn't hurt to check because this venue is a little smaller. There, there's a capacity of around 1,100 for this one, I believe. So we do expect this one to sell out, man. Like straight up, we think it's going to sell out, and we think it's going to sell out pretty fast. So if you guys are interested in coming to the show, I highly, highly, highly recommend that pre-sale. Take advantage of that pre-sale and get them while you can. So 
that's it. I know Nolan, like, like you've been really interested as well when tickets are going on sale. So I don't know, maybe that was news for you too, that June yeah. 7th is the and official. I'll you, and, and I'll tell you, if you don't, if you're coming because you watch this podcast, make sure you give me credit when you buy tickets, man. Uh, the fighters appreciate that or whatever fighter you're, you're going to see, you know, I'm fortunate with my business. A lot of people are living off fighting. And, uh, so give them every dollar they can get. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just think it's awesome. The, the professionalism of Ryan and you and this promotion, it's like night and day compared to a lot of other promoters and matchmakers and things of that nature. Uh, it's just a great feeling all around. And I'm really, really excited to be part of it this time. Oh, dude, we appreciate that so much. That's how we try to operate things, man. We want in extremely positive experience for every fighter and coach you know we make a really huge point you'll see it in person too like we want to spend some time with you get to know you like we're not here just to throw you in the cage and make a couple bucks off yeah. you like that's yeah. not what we're doing like we we want to build relationships and like build something special like we said so and July, I'll say, yeah i'll say one more thing for people thinking about buying tickets there's not a bad seat in that place i've been mm -hmm. to that casino a lot lost a lot of money at that casino <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh i would say get those front row tickets because you have a chance of catching danny maldonado's front teeth and mouthpiece so make sure you get those front row tickets you might get a free souvenir man nice that's a perfect promo dude i love that <laughs> we got jared thomas which by the way just met him in johnstown at our last card at the after party at woodside bar and grill so nice to meet you finally jared and been a huge supporter from day one on the podcast and everything so awesome to have you dude the show is july 9th so july 9th it's a saturday hollywood casino at the meadows in washington pa that's the date brawl in the bird 12 nolan stall versus danny maldonado first announced bout He's ready to go. I mean, I, I'm sure you, you guys can today, bro. Even the yeah, yeah, I know, dude. And for we're we're not going to announce any more fights today. But let me just tell you, we're working on a card that hasn't been done in a while in Pittsburgh. Like this is a huge pro card. We're leaning harder into pro fights than we have in a very long time, if not ever. So a pro card like this hasn't come to Pittsburgh in a long time. And of course, there are amateur fights as well. Don't get me wrong. Still going to be plenty of huge upcoming amateurs. And I personally, dude, I love amateur fights, as you could tell from the beginning when I was kind of hyping them up. But I love seeing these guys who are coming like straight out of wrestling or straight out of just jujitsu competition and then coming into MMA. Like I love watching the development of these amateurs. So I get just as hype about those, to be honest well, with you. Some of my favorite fights are the amateur girl fights because they just don't stop swinging it's like dude, crazy it's I like know. it's just crazy i'm like dude like, <laughs> like you guys are literally trying to kill each other it's amazing and, that, that, and it's so fun uh that's yeah when you were talking about like flipping the switch and becoming a monster for fight like you said the amateur females they got that switch dude <laughs> like 100 percent. yeah, no doubt, <laughs> yeah. dylan no so shout out to our intern, Dylan Cole. He, he's a pit student who's super interested in MMA and hit us up. And we got him doing some video editing and just helping with some random stuff. He said, we're 100% using that last sound bite. Front row equals front teeth. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, 100%, man. Bring your catcher's mitt because they'll be coming your way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, one more, uh, another person uh, I want to give some credit to here. And I think every fighter does this. And not just for brownie points, but the wives. When, when you mm. have kids, man, it takes so much for your wife to, you know, I work all day. I come home. She wants me to be home and help with the kids. And I'm like, hey, love you. Kiss on the forehead. I'm leaving for five hours. Mm. And uh, 
like I couldn't do it without her. What would I do without her? You know, I wouldn't fight. I would have to like have somebody I don't know and pay them to watch my kids. And her, her name's Avery Stahl. And uh, she has a lot of aspirations um, of modeling. She's super fire hot, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know, check out, check out her Instagram. Um, and uh, she, she, she's awesome. She's an awesome girl. And uh, I tell her she should be a ring girl, uh, you know, because she's just so hot. <laughs> and uh, she, I get a lot of inspiration from her, man four kids and she just looks like an insane supermodel and she earns it every step of the way. And I think that these fans need to realize that these ladies behind the scenes are really driving us fighters to be all that we can be. I mean, for real. That's a great shout out, dude. I love that. And it makes sense. Now I get like you were in such a good mood. You're so smiley. Every time we interact, you're in such a good mood. And now it all comes full circle. You got this supermodel wife. I, I, it's a, <laughs> Nolan stalls a happy guy. <laughs> I, I always say like, I'm lucky I was sitting on a bar stool and she met me because I was funny. And then after I had her hooked, I was like, <laughs> jumped off the bar stool, dude. You know, but I already had her hooked. So it's over from there. You jump off the bar stool and get shorter. It's like never yeah, the best time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no, that's beautiful, dude. Man, yeah. this has been an amazing podcast, dude. I appreciate the time and like we're we're crazy excited about this fight, man. I know we're going to be in touch leading up to the fight, but thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule too. Like yeah. you said, all the, all the kids, the family, the training. You got a obviously a full time job as well, business that you're running. So we appreciate you, man, and we really look forward to this show. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. For sure, dude. We'll catch you soon. Absolutely. See you fight night. Yes, sir.